Oh no, I've woken up three, four, five, six times in the middle of the night. When am I going to get a good night's sleep? Sleep. It's not easy to do, but these are a few tips, tricks, and treats to get you through the night. Stay tuned. I'm going to guarantee one, if not all, are going to help you along the way. Here's another short episode from Doing It Best with Elder Care Success. Sometimes we just don't have enough time to get through a regular show. For those times, we're doing winter shorts just for you. They are tips, tricks, and ideas to make your life just a little bit easier, whether you're caring for mom, dad, or another loved one. Stay tuned. Here's another episode of Doing It Best with Elder Care Success Short Style. Hello, everybody. It's Nancy May from Doing It Best with Elder Care Success. In this episode, the holidays bring on a whole lot of issues. For those of us who are caring for an aging or frail loved one, a spouse, a partner, or whoever might need our assistance. It could even be a young child. But in our show, you know, we're dealing with mom and dad predominantly. And one of the things that really gets at us, and at me too, is sleep. Hello, what is that? I've got friends who rely on maybe three or four hours of sleep. I honestly don't know how they do it because I know that personally, I have a certain number of hours that keeps me strong. And it's usually around seven hours of sleep per night. Now, even in college, I had some crazy friends who thought that I was nuts. Actually, they were crazy. Maybe I was. Because in order to do well in school, I actually counted out eight hours of sleep to make sure I got it. Otherwise, I'd be asleep in the back row in the lecture room. Trust me on that one. In any case, here are a few tips that I hope will help you get a little bit of extra rest and sleep during the holidays. Now, I'm going to give you a little teaser to an episode I'm going to do after the first of the year with a fellow that I have gotten to know who's done some very interesting work in sort of thought engineering, I'll call it. It's a rather unique technology that's been around for a while, but he's even taken it to a higher level of performance where a number of doctors who are dealing with Alzheimer's patients are recommending it and seeing huge results. But beyond dealing with mom and dad and their brain and maybe helping them out a little bit, this is going to help us with our own sleep habits and patterns so that we can do a better job, not just for them, but for ourselves too. So this little short episode is my holiday gift to you. There'll be a lot more in store after the first of the year, so stay tuned for that one. Just hang tight. So sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like talk to the hand, Nancy, right? Sleep is something that we rarely get enough of or good quality sleep as caregivers. While caring for mom and dad, I slept with my cell phone next to my bed. I could almost hear it ring days before it happened. And you know what? That wasn't good. It wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for my husband. It wasn't good for anybody else in our family, probably even the dogs. So the first suggestion is something called cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia. And recent studies have actually shown how effective this treatment is, particularly with those with some level of depression and just getting out of those blues. Now, we all know that caregiving is stressful and we can't help but having down days. I'm not sure it's total clinical depression, but some of us get there. Hopefully, this type of therapy will help you just a little bit. And I'll put links in the episode notes so you can get connections to this type of therapy as well as others. The second is being mindful and meditative. 
Now, we did a show a while back on meditation for people who don't like to meditate. I have to admit, I fall asleep when I meditate. Um, wouldn't fall asleep with that tone going through your brain for 15 to 20 minutes. Well, I guess that's how you can get a cat nap. But a 2021 study found that mindfulness practices done just before you go to bed can actually lead to a deeper, more restful and relaxing sleep. That's good. But if you don't like to meditate, here's another tool I honestly suggest. It's called sound baths. Now, you can Google and look them up on the internet. They're everywhere, and they're different types for different reasons. But one of the things that I like to do is put a headphone head wrap on. It kind of looks like one of those ear warmers that you put on when you're going skiing, except these actually have the earphones in them so that when you do put your head on a pillow, it's a little bit more comfortable. And your partner or spouse, or maybe even the dog, don't have to listen to your sound baths. It's just yours, wrapped cozily around the top of your head and in your ears, especially on a cold winter night. Blue light blocking. Now, we've all heard about blue light blocking from our screens and the television and everything else. And speaking of television, if you have a TV in your bedroom, do yourself a favor. Unplug it, remove it from the bedroom, and just get it out of that room altogether. I used to have one in our bedroom, and I'd fall asleep and wake up with that darn TV blaring. But don't do that to yourselves, because I can guarantee you'll hear it subconsciously even while you're sleeping. Unplug the TV, remove it from the bedroom. Also, if you read on your phone at night before you go to bed, which I do, not a good thing, you make sure that there is the little tab on your phone that has the blue light blocker on it. So try that one. Blue light is not good for you before you go to bed. Even better yet, don't read on your phone. Get a book. Pages don't reflect anything other than a little bit of light and some great words. Aromatherapy. Now, many of you probably heard about aromatherapy and how it helps, but sometimes those little devices make a kind of noise and that can be disturbing too. In that case, I suggest you get a little spray bottle, you put your essential oils on it, whatever you like. Lavender is known to be the best for calming effect at night. And just spray it on top of your pillow. Let it dry. Don't get it too wet. We're not taking a bath, but just a nice gentle spray of lavender oil on your pillow will help your breathing and just take that extra edge off at night. Aromatherapy. It does help. A weighted blanket. These were the craze a couple of years ago, weighted blankets. I got one for mom. It did help a little bit. And there are different weights. There's something like, I think it's eight pounds on up to even 20 pounds. But I honestly recommend just doing the lighter weight ones to have a little extra, I'll say, blanket hug. It makes us feel a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more relaxed, and maybe just a little bit more cared for. Weighted blankets have actually been proven to reduce anxiety and improve your sleep. Give yourself a hug, a weighted blanket hug. The next is really understanding sleep hygiene education. Good sleep leads to a better life, a better day, less stress, less anxiety, and yes, less snapping somebody else's head off during the day or even at night. You know, I've gotten up in the middle of the night at times when I'm totally stressed out and just wanted to get after my husband for no reason at all, just because he's snoring. Well, not even snoring, sometimes just breathing deeply. 
I guess it's good that he's breathing. <laughs> right. <laughs> However, sometimes it just really irks the heck out of me. How dare he sleep so well when I can't? Rather rude, I'd say. But understanding that how much sleep you actually need is key. We all need a certain amount. Ideally, they say it's seven to nine hours. Well, nine hours seems like a lot, but even seven hours is good for many of us. Six at worst. Because six, I would actually set at your floor line limit to getting the most that will help you through the course of a day. Yoga, gentle exercise. All right, so if you can't yoga like a pretzel, me included, just get out and take a walk. Sometimes the fresh air, even if it's at night and even if it's a little chilly, will just get the oxygen going through your lungs and help you chill out and relax a little bit. I know in the cold winter months, especially up north, sometimes that's difficult to do. But a brisk walk around the house really fast, especially if you keep the temperature low in the house, is going to make it feel like you've been outside exercising and obviously not shoveling snow at 11 o'clock at night. You can even try just a couple of gentle stretches before you go to bed. Bend over, take a deep breath, touch your toes, and just let yourself relax. And if you can't touch your toes, that's okay. Just kind of hang, bent over in half, and swing your arms a little bit, just a gentle, just the slow motion really does help take that calming effect into full body capacity. Now, we all know about food and what that can do to us just before we go to bed, especially if it's caffeine. One of my favorite tips is olive leaf tea. It's a sort of a new discovery that I've had down here in Florida. And there are a couple of olive tree farms in the area. We've got a couple of olive trees now, too, as a result. In any case, you can take the olive leaves. I suggest whole. Do not grind them down. And if you have a few leaves and they're wet, or they're still in their natural sort of leaky state, I'll call it. Just put them on a cookie sheet in the oven, turn the light on, and let it sit there for 24 to 48 hours. The leaves will dry out nice and crisp, and you put them in a French press, you know, like a coffee French press, and just let them steep with hot water. The taste is rather delicious. And if you just need a little extra sweetness in it, just a dab of honey will do you. Ideally, local honey because local honey will also help with any allergies that you might have as well. But the olive leaf tea helps take that edge off, and it's naturally decaffeinated. The next is what the experts refer to as sleep restriction therapy. This means limiting the amount of time you actually spend in bed. Now, that kind of sounds like a reverse of what we're talking about, but if you're just laying there doing nothing, then don't go there. Wait till you're actually tired and you're ready to go to bed. Then crawl under the warm covers. Oh, and speaking of warm covers, if you're in a cold environment, and especially since it's December and we are talking about cold, even in Florida, we had down to the 40s the other night. The bed was cold. The sheets were cold. <laughs> Burr. What you can do is take a bag of rice, white rice, put it in an old sock, or a clean old sock, I'll say, not a sticky, smelly old sock. Wrap the sock or tie the sock end of the sock up in a knot to make sure that that rice is not going to fall out and throw it in the microwave for a couple of minutes. Put that hot rice sock in your bed, especially at the feet, and make sure when you get into bed 
that you're nice and toasty at the end. It's kind of a modern day bed warmer. If you're in the country, you can do the same thing with cattle corn. My sister got me one of these cattle corn bed warmers once, and I had no idea what it was. She's in Oklahoma, and I was in Connecticut. So the cattle were a little far away from us, and I wasn't sure what to do with it. And she said, oh, it's a corn bag. Now you know what a corn bag is. It's the same thing as you do with rice, except it's cattle corn. And honestly, it actually holds the heat a little bit better, probably because those kernels are bigger. If you want to make one for yourself, it's easy enough to do. Just go to your local Agway and ask for a small bag of cattle corn. Voila, not popping corn. Trust me on that one. The next is natural supplements. Now, you can use whatever you want. However, supplements like melatonin, magnesium, and valerian root have been found to actually support and aid in sleep. It's important, though, to please double-check with your doctor or healthcare provider before you take any supplement, especially if they may interact with something that you might be taking or something that mom and dad might be taking. With our dad, who just never had good sleep habits to begin with, we tried to help him with a little bit of melatonin. Interestingly enough, that ended up in what I'll sort of call a senior trip-out moment. It didn't work well for dad. So please double-check to make sure that anything that you take is not going to interact with the medications that you have or somebody else has. The second to last thing is a bedtime routine. Bedtime routines or any kind of routine is important. It keeps us on a sort of regular track of not having to worry about or think about what to do next. But if you know that you need a certain amount of sleep, then Figure out what time of the night is best for you to go to bed. My ideal time to crawl into bed is somewhere around 10 o'clock. Then I sit and read for about an hour. So I'm asleep by about 11, 11.30. I know that's good for me. I try and keep those routines every single night. And I don't even need an alarm to wake up in the morning. I'm up pretty much automatically at around 5 o'clock every morning. So that helps me. I'm going to guarantee that it's probably going to help you too unless you're absolutely exhausted. And that happens. It's okay. But understand that a bedtime routine, what time you're getting into bed, crawling under those nice warm covers, cattle corn warmed covers, then you're going to be a lot better and more refreshed in the morning and able to handle even the most stressful days. Then, if you'd like, and if you're comfortable doing so, consider journaling. It doesn't need to be a lot. Just write down one, two, or maybe three things that you're grateful for at the end of the day or that you're grateful for in general. It could be a story that you heard before and something you just wanted to remember. I'm not a regular journaler, but at times I do write a few things down. In fact, I shared some of those journal notes and stories that I wrote down in a book with my dear friend Diane, who was going through some stressful times herself. And she said just reading those notes made her feel better. So you never know when a journal or just a piece of paper with a couple of grateful notes on it might not just help you, but they might help somebody else too. So this episode is a short note on better sleep for December. The cold winter months are ahead and they are a little longer, we all know that, but they're also a lot more stressful. And hopefully, a good night's sleep will keep you going strong into the new year. And don't forget, after the first of the year, I'm going to be doing a longer episode 
with a guest, somebody who's helped me too, with different kinds of ways to reduce the stress. And he's even been endorsed by a number of Alzheimer's doctors who are using his type of sound therapy to help patients reduce the amyloid plaques in their brains. Surprising, right? So stay tuned. That will be a New Year's episode. I promise will bring you a lot of joy and a few more surprises in 2024. Now, as I always like to say, if you like this show, please share it with a friend, a family member, or somebody else that you know is going through a little bit more stress and needs some help. It can be your gift to them. Why? Because it's my gift to you. We'll see you soon on YouTube at Elder Care Success or listen on here for the next episode next week, Wednesday, eldercaresuccess.live. Bye-bye. This show is sponsored by Caremanity, the publishers of How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies, a step-by-step guide before, during, and after. For your own personalized free file of life, go to www.howtosurvive911.com. All trademarks, brands, and comments are not intended to be substitutes for medical, financial, or legal advice. Please consult a medical, legal, or financial professional for issues relevant to your own personal situation. This show is produced by Caremanity, LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright Caremanity, LLC.